Have you been scrolling through many, many, many film podcasts thinking there's far too many of these? Or have you been thinking there's something missing? There's something we're not quite getting. A waffler from Northern England reviewing films, for example. Welcome to oh, Review It Yourself. No politics, no pandering, no point. <laughs> Let's do it. Hey guys, welcome to oh, Review It Yourself. Once again, not reviewing it myself. Don't know why I call it that. I'm here with Bill from Bill Reads Bad Reviews. Uh, welcome, Bill. What's going on, Sean? Happy to be here, man. Thanks for having me on. Oh, no problem at all. I've, I've listened to your reviews and I've honestly, I've, I've loved them. I, I'm, you know, when you, you listen to a podcast and you're like, damn, I wish I had that idea first. Just like reading through like terrible reviews for films and then just, it's going to be hard with this one not to just agree with them, but we'll give it a good go. Right. So, <laughs> for sure, man. <laughs> Uh, so for anybody who's clicked on this without without seeing what the title is, we're reviewing uh, The Mummy, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor, the critically acclaimed third installment of the Mummy series. Yeah. Uh, that, that was you know universally loved. Uh, yeah, it really wasn't. But uh, <laughs> so yeah, what, what did you think? It was my first time watching it in a long time. Same, you know, as I was watching it, my, my wife walked in, she's like, What are you watching? I said, I'm like, the mummy three. She's like, have we seen that before? I'm like, no, I don't think I'd ever seen that before. Oh, I think really? I've seen the first and second one, probably, I don't know, man, a handful of times, like on TV and stuff. Um, but this third one, it it seemed familiar, but at the same time as I was watching, I was like, I don't remember any of this. Yeah, I quite, I quite liked it. I think it was, it was better than I remembered it, but that's not saying much. Mm, I remembered it right? being really, <laughs> really bad, uh, but it wasn't too bad. It was okay. I thought the the villain was kind of there's no redeeming features for him in this you know in the in the first no. two like Imhotep it's like a tragic love story and you can tell he thinks he's the good guy but he isn't right whereas in this he's just like out and out evil that's just what they're going for yeah yeah um, I feel like he's kind of unused like Jet Li I mean Jet Li's a big guy especially back then he was huge and so like we barely saw any of him and what we did see him it was mainly just CGI yeah it was because they, they didn't have him for very long they only had him for like days if that. So what they did, they made it CGI in the middle so they could have him at the beginning and have him mm. at the end. So, you know, like in the original two mummy films, you got Arnold Vosloo as Imhotep and he like right. gradually regenerates and then you see him becoming himself and it's him. But they couldn't do right. that in this film. So they keep him as this rotting kind of corpse for, the, for almost all of it until the end where he has that fight and then he's, he's killed again and he's CGI again. Ah, I see. So that, I think that's the reason why. Uh, but I thought some of the other actors and actresses were pretty good. I thought Michelle Yeoh, she was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, as I can never, uh, Z Huan, she was pretty good. Uh, she's, you know, of course, from Tomorrow Never Dies, the Bond film, and a few other. Oh, yeah. Films. She's she's big time too. I recognize her then. So I saw her face. I said, like, wait. I was like, I never. Uh, yeah, she was pretty good. I thought, what dragged this film down? I don't know about you, but, but what you think. But the first, like, it, t- it takes like 40 minutes for like the O'Connells to get involved. And I was watching mm-hmm. it thinking you could take out like everything, every scene they're in. And the film wouldn't suffer from it. They could have followed the sun and then had them appear partway through. And I think it would have been much stronger. Like the whole country house bit's just really cringy and like, oh, just right. the humor's like really goofy and you're just thinking, oh, can we just skip forward past this? Except the bit where he shoots the fish, which I quite liked. Apart from that. Oh, so that was uh, very entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, that's definitely something I would do. He's like, forget this man, just grabs a six shooter and goes after the fish. Which, after watching the first few films, it's it's exactly exactly what he's like. You know, he just shoots guns at everything. That that's his solution right. to every problem. And uh, th- there is similarity between this and the first two films. Like, you've got the key instead of like an Egyptian key. It's like a wooden Chinese key. Yeah, they find in the library. Yes. Uh, and they've got that book that's like made of bones. What's it called? Mm-hmm. The Oracle Bones book. That's a bit like, you know, the Book of the Dead and the Book of the Living or whatever it is in the original. Right. So that was, that was pretty interesting. Um, what did you think? Uh, you, you said this was your first time seeing it. Or you can I believe you so, man. As, as far as I can remember, I'm, I'm just going to go with the first time seeing it. So was it as bad as you thought? Or? It really wasn't. I, don't, I mean, I, I get that people, obviously it's not 
everyone's favorite. And I think the first two, like they they definitely had something going for it. Um, like just even watching this, I was like, oh, dude, I really want to go back and watch the first one now. Like it's just like classic. It's I love Brendan Fraser, man. I mean, it's too bad what happened to the guy, but any movie that he was in around that time, I was I was here for. Big fan of that guy. Well, there's rumor. There's I mean, it is just rumors at the minute that they are trying to get them back for like a fourth mummy film, you know, with him and Rachel Vice. Really? That's apparently. I mean, it it might be a bit of a rumor. I hope I hope it's true. I hope because it didn't end well. Like this third one wasn't received very well. But then what no. they rebooted it with the mummy with Tom Cruise, which was mm-hmm. a really rare Tom Cruise misfire. That was just terrible, absolutely awful. And uh, there's rumors they're going to do that. Like. For people who haven't seen this film as well, Rachel Weisz, who plays Evie in the first two, she didn't return mm. for this. Now, the studios right. at the time came up with a kind of, oh, she's just had a baby, even though she was in two films the same year. And where she said, no, I, there was problems with the script. They wanted to bring Imhotep back to be kind of an ally of, of you know, to be like friendly and help them defeat the Dragon Emperor. But Arnold Vosloo hated the script and he didn't want to be in it. Then they asked, um, I can't remember the guy's name, the guy who played uh, Ardeth Bay, um the one of the Magi in the original. What is his name? Uh, oh he's or dead fair, or dead fair, or dead fair. Yeah. They wanted to, and he said, Well, if Immortep's not back, my character can't be back because it doesn't make any sense. So that's why it's yeah, a little bit more. yeah, it's a little bit light. Um but we have jo- Jonathan comes back. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Uh he's as goofy as ever. Oh my gosh. It's it was man, I, I guess the only thing that like like we talked about earlier, like it's just kind of it's kind of entertainingly dumb in a way, but it's like a lot of the jokes that they tried to pull, like a lot of the scenes. I was like, okay, they were just they were just pushing that on us, like with the whole yak thing in the plane. Oh and, yeah, and yeah was that just, was that was yeah. Although I can the... take so much, man. But <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it wasn't too bad. I mean, I thought and um, the the beginning bit with the O'Connells having retired was a little bit boring and a bit like oh just get on with the story nobody wants to see this in fact talking about reviews I, I can't find it but I remember reading a review after it came out so like 14 years ago and it said something like nobody wants to see the O'Connells at home no one's interested in that just get to the story True. and I agree completely can't remember where that was from probably one of the papers you want to see him in the field man Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You don't want to see them like awkwardly around the table. And and what was with that really goofy bit where she was like, I'm ready to be seducted. And she stood and she's like undressing oh. herself and she walks over and then all of a sudden he's just asleep. It's... And I'm like, is this some kind of like screwball comedy like, that I, no one told me? But the, the weird thing is with this film, like the action sequences are brilliant. Like I was really impressed. I hadn't remembered yeah. how good they were. And then, you know, the whole, the, uh, the, part near the nightclub where all the fireworks are going off in the Chinese New Year. Mm-hmm. The massive battle towards the end. It's bigger than, you know, they did go bigger and better than the other films in that respect. But just the right. strange goofiness between that, it's like you didn't need to... They went overboard. I'm not saying the originals didn't have it, because they did have that kind of silly... Right. But this just goes way overboard. But if it came out in the 90s, I'd be, we'd be going, it's probably brilliant, but it, it didn't, so... Yeah. <laughs> Plus, 2008 was a big year for other movies too, like The Dark Knight. Everything else came out that year, so the bar was set pretty high. I gotta yeah. say. Well, it was the same year that um, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull came out, if I remember rightly. Mm-hmm. Which again wasn't received particularly well. No, it was f- not. <laughs> the fifth one of those on the way though, which is crazy. I know it, dude. Oh man, it's uh, no, it's it's. Oh. I just, I wish to, you know, sometimes you think just leave it alone. Just leave it it's alone. Sequel City over here, man. Sequel City. Some of them I'm here for, but most of them I'm like, I'm kind of like with you. I'm like, man, just, just, just let it be. Oh, do you know, We're it's done. Like, it's like the Jurassic World. Like, oh God, I'm so like, I don't want, like the first one was passable, but just a, exactly what Jurassic Park would be if you made it now. Just awful. Mm-hmm. The second yeah, one was even day. worse. Yeah. Oh yeah. The second one, Fallen Kingdom was just like. Fallen I'm, Kingdom was. It was no. stupid. It was like, we're going to insult your intelligence. And it's like, and uh, this is from a guy who loves Armageddon, which is stupid and doesn't make any sense. Oh, oh, I love but I love that film. I know, so do I. It's great, isn't it? <laughs> so you know good. I mean? <laughs> and then, you know, so I'm, I'm there with these like really silly films, but, you know, over the top cheese films, you know, The Rock, Con Air, those kind of films. Yeah. But not this. Not this at all. Um, yeah, it was, it was just, I don't know. What, what could you do? Um, so, the, yeah, the tomb discovery I thought was really interesting. 
I liked it, man. I thought the set pieces, like they they nail like the adventure action. Like you talked about the action sequences, they nail yeah. that to a T. Um, even a lot of like the set pieces, which weren't, it wasn't anything too, the sets weren't anything too out of the ordinary. Like it wasn't something I'm like, oh my gosh, we've never seen this before or anything like that. But I thought they did a great job, like with all the set designs and like the landscapes and everything else. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, I mean, the director apparently, uh, he wanted it to be as realistic as he could, you know, in terms of China and and, and the locations there and the history, because he's got like a fascination with Chinese history, apparently. And it was good. But yeah, again, it's like nothing we haven't already seen before, but better in a lot of it. And right. with it being a mummy film, the one thing I did notice watching it back this time, it's like only the second or third time I've watched it, there's not a lot of like Rick and Evie in it. Like I know Evie's a different person, so they clearly didn't want to put too much on her. There's not mm. a lot of Jonathan. There's, and there's not a lot of Rick. Like there's no standout bits where you're kind of like, oh, that's that's a really good bit for that character. It doesn't really happen they just kind of have rick there to kind of do all the battles right um and it's almost like a kind of weird remake of the first two in that like instead of evie getting resurrected it's rick getting resurrected um you know is and his son is more it's kind of like he was when he was younger and you have mm-hmm. these weird bits where they're kind of like comp- uh, like in competition with each other like i've got bigger guns than you and like they're all like showing the guns and i'm like right is this like is this impressive like I mean, I don't know, as an American, right? You are the guns over there, well, because you can get them for a start. But right, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so like that whole bit, I was thinking, well, maybe this will play to the Americans, you know, countries that have guns. Maybe it makes sense. The whole look what I've got, look what you've got. Mm-hmm. But it was for, every, for like for me, I was just like, well, yeah, the, the guns, the shoot things. What are you? What am I supposed to do? It was just a strange kind of scene. I don't know what you felt about that one. Yeah, you know, it's. It seems like they kind of like lost their way several times throughout the film, especially with like, you know, scenes like that where they're just trying to like um, piece in some connections like between the father's son. It's and like padding, the, isn't his, it? His it's padding, character. isn't it? I think right, it's padding, Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. And so, and it's it's funny because you bring up guns and like, like so like I love the era because it's like what, 1947, I think. And so yeah, I love yeah. like that kind of era weaponry because it's just post-World War II. And um, but it's hilarious because there's the guns are so like, um like frequent they're shown so like visually so much throughout the film but it's like they never really help right they shoot <laughs> yeah. a bunch of things but yeah. they don't really ever really help they run out of ammo like super quick and so they end up just throwing them away anyways and then they end up like picking up like a crowbar or a sword or something else it's actually I was like why don't you just use that in the first place like yeah. you can just use that from now on <laughs> I, th- I think the way they get away with it is they they have like the now i don't think the regular army i think that kind of like you know uh this breakaway group they have that group of army soldiers that kind of want to have the dragon emperor alive for some strange reason which they never really explain and then at the end where like the the main bad guy out of those and the like the woman who's like his assistant general or something second in command right yeah 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 thanks he's about he's like how about to get crushed between these two wheels which we've seen in every film ever what was the deal with that man and then, yeah, and he's like, let go. And she's like, never. Even though, like, clearly he's like 40-odd, 50 at a push. And she's like yeah. 25, 30. And yeah. he's like, let go. And she's like, never. And I'm like, really? Why did you She could have in? been such a great, like, villain battle right there at the end between her and the, the other gals that were up there. I was like, I thought I thought that was what was coming. I was like, oh, here we go. Like, they have their fight scene up here. They have their other fight scene, like, down there. Like, I'm here for it. Nope, she and just rolls. get crushed. I'm like, what? What purpose did that serve? <laughs> yeah, she just rolls in, and that's that done. It's like it's like never, and then that's it. I was like, well, that was kind of a waste of her character. I, I kind of liked her as an evil lady villain, like second command, like general person. Yeah, like but... don't try and took on my heartstrings. Like they've been baddies all the way through. Like, what are we supposed to think they've been secretly in love all the way through? Like, there's enough in this yeah, film. Yeah, no, but nobody was nobody was feeling warm and fuzzy inside after yeah, seeing no that. One's, like, oh, no one's what asking a nice for that sacrifice. One. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> nobody cares. <laughs> no one's asking for that. Yeah. Um, I did. I did like. I thought um, the, the obviously it's based on the Terracotta Warriors, and mm. I thought the the arrow sequence. You know when they discover the 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 tomb and you've got the arrows firing. Yes. Although it depends. I mean, you've got like this one young Chinese guy who can't outrun the arrows and gets about five in the back, and then there's like an old English guy who the professor, like yeah. the professor who's no offense to him, he's a bit overweight, and he can, he outruns them, and you're like really. And then, then right. he gets his head taken off. I'd forgotten about that. He's like talking to the emperor, and the emperor just like 
Oh, that's right. Yeah, he like almost like off. karate chops his head off. Yeah, yeah, like with heat. <laughs> and his head like rolls. And you're like, whoa, mm-hmm. that's, wasn't expecting that. But okay. Which was go. also weird because that's all we see. Like we just see the emperor like reach out his hand and then it cuts to the scene. Obviously the CGI head like flying back like in a quick second. And that's it. We never see the professor's body. No, nothing ever again. I'm yeah. like, it's kind of weird. But I mean, like, I get what happened because, um, you know, whatever. But <laughs> yeah, it looked like a film that they'd filmed to be like a, a 15 or a PG-13 over there. Um, mm-hmm. And then they kind of backtracked on it and were like, the, the studio kind of might kind of went, yeah, you need to just cut this back a bit so we can release it. You know, right. um, I th- I'm, I'm not sure what certificate. I think it was a 12. I can't remember. But um, yeah, it was it, the, the ideas were all right. Like the, the, the Eye of Shangri-La and Rick mm-hmm. and Evie go, go to travel back to take this stone back for the British government to give back to uh, the Chinese, uh, like as like a post-World War kind of, reunification thing and it made right. sense but then i mean in the end jonathan just drives off with it which is a bit weird exactly like, did, did, like... did, did, did no one from the government i know it's 1947 so it's not like you can just text somebody but you're telling me nobody True. from the british government was like yeah you know this priceless artifact we were giving from one country to another you, what happened to that like where did it go yeah what if, what if they call yeah. the ambassadors in china like hey yeah did you get this like no no <laughs> where is it <laughs> like we sent these people um I did like the whole Emotep's nightclub. Now that was actually a deleted mm-hmm. idea from the Mummy Returns. Like that was what you know in the beginning of the Mummy Returns, where um, Jonathan almost gets attacked by this woman with a snake in Rick's house. Yes, that apparently was going to be over gambling and the casino that he owned, but they like they didn't have the money, so they just kind of scrapped it and put it into this film, which I thought was interesting. Interesting, I did not know that. Yeah, but not a doubt. I read the trivia. <laughs> But it makes sense. It makes sense. Right. Um, you've got Mad Dog Maguire played by uh, Liam Cunningham, who was with Rick in the Egypt uh, Foreign Legion, mm-hmm. um, at the French Foreign Legion. And then you've got the whole... I remember when it first came out and people were saying, like, Alex is supposed to be, like, 20, I think. And he looks like he's about 30. And it's all a bit strange. Oh, yeah. But watching it back this time, I was like, well, it's not too bad. It's not too distracting. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't think so either. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Um of, um, and again, like the horror that not the horror, the horses and the emperor kind of resurrecting was really cool. I thought it was really well shot, you know, with the horses and the Rick ends upon the horse and the horse's head gets chopped off. Lots of heads right. getting chopped off in this film for some strange you know, reason. You know, now that you mention it, there's a lot of heads rolling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You're right just, about that. <laughs> there's even did, did you see the bit where like the, the good undead guys are about to fight and one of them swings something behind him and it like he knocks, knocks his the head guy's off. head off and the he's guy's like, like he's like feeling around. Yeah, yeah. He's like, where'd my head go? Yeah, it was very kind of Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, like the first uh, one. Dude, my thoughts exactly. I was yeah, like, yeah. I've, I've, everything about this speaks Pirates of the Caribbean to me. Yeah, like like uh, where Mackenzie Crook's rolling after his wooden eye. That, that kind of is what it right. reminded me of. That right. kind of silly humour, but it didn't have a good a script to go with it. Like, it probably right. would have worked if they'd have had better editing, so they could have gone, right, take that out, take that out. Because I don't know why they introduced Rick and Evie like that. Like, you could have shown them retired or just shattered after the war like they just wanted to have a rest because mm. you gather they'd be doing espionage uh but they're not very secretive about it <laughs> just like yeah well no. the, the government guys they're like yeah well you did some espionage for us like trust me that didn't happen if you did espionage for the british you didn't mention it you didn't mention it because you'd signed like you know the secrets act and you didn't talk about it um mm. for decades pretty much especially with the cold war and things so that was pretty of, open about their secret life yeah yeah they're like yeah we yeah we, we did some spying for you guys you know um and of course you get the quintessential british guy there like well if you could deliver this that would be absolutely great and you're like oh god this is just a bit silly but like right. i said it wasn't it wasn't too bad um some of the lines as well like your your guys are like you guys are like mummy magnets your ass is on fire that whole scene was just like what i know something else i noticed as well um, the bit where um, Rick says to, to his son, like, oh, here I am, like, saving your fanny again. Right. Because the thing is, that means something totally different over here. Like, in America, it's your mm. backside. Over here, it's not. It's something different. Do you know what it means over here? I don't know. Okay, I'll put it politely. It means a, a woman's front side, if I can put it politely. That's what that means over here. Okay, so okay. it means something totally different. So usually when that happens in a film or a TV series, they change it. They're like, they'll dub it for like this country because it's it's really different. 
but they mm. didn't. So that was like, whoa, you don't hear that very often because it means. Oh, okay. Yeah, that would definitely be different. <laughs> that was a bit of like, whoa, okay. That, right. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that was that was pretty. Uh, but for America, like America, you, you probably wouldn't notice. But I would have never over, thought anything of it. Over man. here, it's like, mm, okay, that's that's pretty random. Um, yeah, all right. But yeah. Not not to like drag the <laughs> disturb you or anything, but yeah, just no, 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 that's good. <laughs> different. Uh, so yeah, um, yeah, don't come if you ever if you ever do visit England or, or the UK. Yeah, tr- when you hey, can. Good enough. I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say yeah. Sean told me, man, not yeah. using that one. Yeah, definitely. Um, oh, I, yeah, we won't go. There's loads we could go now. So um, there's uh, so we meet Lynn, who is kind of there's something going on between her and Alex, um, Rick's son. And her family has been like tracking the emperor for centuries, like pro- making sure nobody resurrects him. These people are never very good, have you noticed? Like the, these protectors, they always, they always, they always like appear. And like, and to be fair, well, at least she says like Alex is like, yeah, I think we made a good team. She's like, yeah, we failed. Like she completely blocks him on quite a right. few occasions. Right. So it's funny because cool. it's like they're they're both of them are immortal gatekeepers. So I'm like, how can it still happen from? You know the the king the emperor was raised by mortals just regular old humans this the uh chinese army but then like we have these immortal gatekeepers and like you're immortal how can this how can this happen so easily i felt like they just kind of walked in there and made it happen <laughs> yeah it was and, and also why why is like and i why is michelle yours character immortal at like whatever age she is 40 whatever whatever she is and why is her daughter immortal at like 27 ish like, I don't, right. I don't get it. Like, do you grow to a certain point and then decide you're not going to be, be right? Like, and then become gonna, world. That's like, a great question. Like, dude. you're not going to grow anymore. Like, because she's the perfect age to be kind of like the love interest for Alex. Right. But she, at the same time, it's like, well, if you're two thousand years old, and then you've got the whole, you know, I wouldn't mind dating an older woman. It's like, oh mate, just no, just like, just rein <laughs> it in a bit. Uh, that line, yeah, two thousand years older. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, that's just. <laughs> No, that's um, such a good question dude i didn't even think about that because you can see that her mom is visibly older um from when we saw her when she first got like stabbed and so yeah. she went at that time to go save herself in the pool so that's how she's lived but then you're right it's like that was um hers and the general's daughter so how does she look like i don't know 27 28 30 or something know. unless there's like a slow rate a slower aging um i don't know it yeah i mean i don't think this film is like Hey, we want you to investigate the logic. I don't think that's what it's here. Right. Yeah, it's there's like... no logic, no logic to investigate it here for sure. But it's just it's I love questions like that because you're like, you know what? I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So that's a great, yeah, good point, man. So yeah, if anyone's listening, you can uh you can answer that for us. Yeah. Just uh yeah, help let us, us out. know. Help us, yeah. Answers on a postcard. Um, so yeah, the the plane sequence as well was just so over the top. Like if a plane hits a mountain that hard, it's just gonna smash to pieces. Um but the, the locations are pretty good. And and then I'd forgotten they were in it. I don't know why. I don't know how. But when they're like abominable snowmen. The Yeti. Uh, the Yeti's yeah. turned up. I was like, what? The, the CGI was pretty good, though. I was quite impressed. It wasn't It bad. was pretty good. Like, it stood up really well. Like, there was a few times where the CGI, not, not for the Yetis, but for like other things were a little bit like, oh, you can tell you were kind of running right. out there. But overall, like, I enjoyed the action signatures. Like, what about yourself? Yeah, definitely. It was, it was interesting because whenever I see her, um, when she went to like the, the gates there at the temple and she's like singing, I was like, who's she calling to? I was like, who's going to come and help them out? Like up in the Himalayas. And of course, here come three big old burly yetis rolling down. I was like, oh, let's go, dude. Let's go. I was like, you know, this is a little goofy and out of, out of this world, but I was like, I'm here for it. I'll see some yetis throw around some soldiers. Um, but no, I thought they did good. I love the fight sequences and um, especially like all the hand to hand combat, like especially because as much guns and ammunition as they had, they didn't delve too deep and just letting it just be like a straight shoot them up. Like they're always ended up being like a guy coming at them with like a spear or a sword. Yeah. And they had to use like the, the butt of their rifle to kind of like fight them back off and stuff like that. So it, I feel like the action sequences, they kept kind of, um, I feel like they kept it kind of fresh for, for a setting that they could have to- totally gone like a different way and made it kind of repetitive in a sense. Yeah, I, I agree completely. I thought that they tend to use the guns to kind of mow down the first line of, of terracotta mm. soldiers and then after that right. it's like right well we've run out because like you said they don't seem to take much ammunition with them like given what rick's like in the first although he doesn't go prepared for this one i'd imagine they seem to be caught like they're only going to go see the sun and then right. you know a mummy gets resurrected Not preparing for an army <laughs> no, exactly 
But luckily they've got, you know, the undead army that appear. That was, I thought that was really cool. That whole sequence mm-hmm. where like the great wall drops and they all rise out of it. That was pretty cool. Uh, the music kind of echoes back to the originals, but then is original, original enough that it kind of doesn't need it at the same time. Like it felt like they could have just gone with something completely new. Right. Um, so that, that was interesting. Um, and then the, just the whole, like, I wasn't sure if somebody was like making a bit of a joke, you know, I like flash Gordon, you know, the whole death to Ming. Like why did like the bit where the guys like follow general Ming, I was like, Oh no, no, no. The Empress is death to general Ming. And I was like, if you take out the general, it's death to Ming. Like, was that a bit of an Easter egg or it just seemed a bit, Ah, you're right. You're right. I didn't catch that either. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It was just a bit like, oh, that's interesting. And then there's a few lines in it as well where you think uh, they're trying to show like Rick and his son are the same. So there's like a line where Alex says something like, because Rick says she's thousands of years old. How can you trust her? And he's like, well, we need to go on a bit of faith. And that's exactly what Rick says in the original, the woman. So he Mm, says something like, you know, I'm willing to go on a little faith here uh, because how ridiculous everything is. Right. But I, I thought that was quite interesting. You can see they, they did try in writing the script to, to echo back, but be original enough. But I think, personally, the biggest loss for this film was Rachel Weisz, I think, if they'd have had her in it. Because Maria Bello, as good Agreed. as she is in other things, her and Brendan Fraser, I mean, to be fair, I don't know how you could act opposite Brendan Fraser and not just gaze at him. But... Right, like, <laughs> you know, um, I'm right there with you, man. <laughs> but like, there's not much chemistry between them. There is at the end, but like the beginning part where the you know the, they're in the mansion and things was a little bit kind of yeah. There was nothing there. It was just a bit kind of strange and the whole you know she's a successful. Uh, Jesus, I have to edit that. She's a successful uh, author, so she's wrote these books and they're all like, oh, you're going to have a third one, and she's like, well, you know, you got to come up with the right story. And for me, I was thinking, is this this sounds exactly like what it what the problem was with the original like track because Stephen Summers who directed the first two said the cast would only come back if the next one was bigger and better like that was the only and you can tell that this wasn't so that's why most of the cast don't come back mm-hmm. which I think is a shame but I mean it's enjoyable enough it's just one of those daft films you'd put on and enjoy but it's really exactly silly. exactly I agree man I'm right there with you it's 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 funny how some people treat movies, especially like this one, for instance. I think some of the reviews that I found too said the same thing where they're like, you know, I've never walked out of a movie before. I'm like, I couldn't imagine. Like, like this was the movie they walked out on? Like, come on. I it wasn't close that once. bad. I came it wasn't close that once. bad. You did? Which movie <laughs> no, were you no, seeing? Oh, well, it was, uh, it was a film. I was there seeing it as part of work, so I was getting paid to sit there and watch it. Uh, it Shoot, was, it was, uh, yeah, it was, but but it wasn't. If you know what I mean, because I couldn't leave because uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I was looking after people. Uh, it was Rio too. You know the bird, the blue bird thing. Uh, oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god, it was. Oh, I god. didn't know Rio. I didn't know there was a Rio too. Well, it, count yourself lucky. I'm sorry, I brought. It up, <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> I was gonna say, count yourself lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I was sat there thinking, if I wasn't here looking after like people to what like to watch this, I would have walked out like it was. It was absolutely terrible oh um, gosh and then the closest i've come apart from that was i think was it uh, was it last year when was it the forever purge came out which is like the fourth or fifth purge movie yes which was the like the one where they're from mexico and the couple america and mm-hmm. and it was just crammed full of like well it wasn't politics but it was trying to have this social message and it was like you're the purge like do what you do best don't like right if we want politics, we'll watch something else or we'll, we'll watch another film. We won't watch the... Nobody watches The Purge for politics. So that's the only other time I've nearly... Uh, I've nearly walked out. But no, I was that makes sense, the, man. It was, yeah. It was, but I said to my friend when we walked in, you do realise this is what this is going to be all about. And I was right. So what could you do? But uh, what did the... <laughs> re- <laughs> what, uh, what did the reviews you found say? Um, did, you, did you look like overall or did you just look for bad ones? Yes. Yeah, so, well, you know... <laughs> They didn't have a whole lot of good ones, so well, I didn't. Funnily enough, <laughs> Roger, Roger Ebert gave this a good one. Did he, he said he said it was the best of the three because it knew exactly what it was. It was silly. It was over the top. That was like the only, like the only, like reputable, uh, a popular one I think that said it was any good. Right, and that's where I can agree with. I I, I felt that exact same thing while watching it. I was like. Because sitting there, I was watching. I was like, okay, you know, it's there's some goofy lines. The humor's not really sticking. 
like okay i get it the characters are kind of iffy but i was like you know what as it went on and they kept making those like one-liners and they're trying to pull punches with a few of those one-liners i'm like it knows exactly what it is i said i can appreciate that i can appreciate this it's not trying to be something too serious that it's not like it's just trying to be the third mummy movie that's it yeah do you know what you know what it is you know what we're missing i mean not that i drink i don't particularly drink very much but this is a film that you'd put on and you'd like crack open some beers with your friends and be like we're going to watch this film that's yep. what we're missing that's what this film's for 100 I, I, mean, I think it's not for like to seriously watch and be like mm, well i like this shot and i like this like it's well made um and to be fair for an hour and 47 minutes it rattles through pretty quickly like i never got bored watching it it does um it does i saw the full two-hour runtime i was like oof i was like i don't know but let's jump in and see what happens <laughs> yeah i saw that but then it's like an hour and 47 minutes on my dvd so i wasn't sure if they did like an extended one or who knows but sorry i interrupted you about the reviews so what did you find uh, that, that a lot were negative yeah, there were, there were plenty of bad ones, which is great because that makes my job easy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let me see. I'll, I'll read. I'll, I'll read maybe just one one or two, and we can talk about it. Um, let's I talk. See. I talk enough. You enjoy yourself. Right on, man. <laughs> so this first one is it says it's it's entitled "A Smack in the Face." It says if I got completely, which is funny because he talks about drinking here. He says if I got completely hammered one night, drank a little more, then sat down in front of a computer and wrote a script, it might come out something like The Mummy Three except it probably makes sense and not suck so horribly. For those of you who remember, The Mummy used to be a legitimate franchise that combined horror, action, and comedy in a fairly tightly packed, fairly tight packages. The first movie is rather good. The apple fell far from the tree here and then was out of, and then was out, the apple fell far from the tree here and then was left out to rot in the hot sun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's good. That's well written. I like that. Yeah, I wish I could appreciate it. It's like, you know what? If I got super hammered one night and sat down and said, hey, I'm going to write a movie script, it may come out exactly like this one. <laughs> yeah. I th- I don't, well, yeah, I don't think it'd be as well. Who knows? It's a good it's a good point. I like it. Hilarious. The apple fell far from the tree and was left out to rot in the hot sun. It wasn't <laughs> that bad. It wasn't. Come on. No, it really, it really wasn't. I mean, it, it wasn't like The Mummy, the 2017 one. Like, it was nowhere near as bad as that. Like, right. That one is really bad. I don't think I caught that one, so it sounds like I <gasps> looked out there as well. Oh my, right, there's an idea for one of your one of your, that that has got some. That's Definitely, some I'm gonna, bad I'm gonna make a note of that one. And the happening, <laughs> the happening as well. If you haven't seen that, uh, that the is, happening. You've never seen the happening. That sounds familiar. Is it's that got, is that my, the one with Mark Wahlberg? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the one where plants with, start killing people. The trees, right? Yeah, yeah the yeah, plants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. That is that is that, that's 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 got to be gold for you, for your podcast. Uh, like, absolutely, dude. It's horrendous. And that's the thing. It's like there's always going to be people who just hate movies, no matter what they are. And so it's like you know what? I, they write my content. So yeah. I just yeah, get to make exactly. jokes. <laughs> well, <laughs> I reviewed the happening, and I, my podcast starts off with if I can't make an entertaining podcast out of this, I'm just going to retire now because it's such <laughs> a like there's so much to talk about. It's just so right. Like, what were they thinking? Like. You're thinking, did somebody slip something in your water when you were writing this? Right. But, Which uh, is funny when it came out. I remember hearing a lot about it, and um, a lot of people that I knew were like, like you know, when some movies come out, like, and if if you've seen it, like, like you're kind of like cool, like you're kind of on the end when like a bigger movie comes out. And it's funny because I remember that being like such a popular movie around a bunch of people that I knew, a bunch of friends. Like, oh yeah, have you seen the happening? Have you seen the happening? Do you like the ending of like? No, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> so like I watched it, I was like, this is what they've been talking about? I was like, are you serious? I was like, no, man. It's, it's just such a... <sighs> it's strange. I like uh, the beginning bits where like you see the people essentially because of this toxin, they're killing themselves. Mm-hmm. There's some really like frightening visuals in there. Like the there's like construction men who just step off the buildings and like right. drop. And that was like, whoa, this is going to be pretty creepy. And then it just decides to abandon all that and just go for kind of a really strange garbled environmental message mixed right. in with really strange Shyamalan like writing like the guy like the American guy was like cheese and crackers and you're like that's not how Americans talk that's like, not- <laughs> cheese and crackers like that's what he says like people are shooting yeah. themselves and this this soldier's right. like and you're like yeah who no one's gonna have that reaction and then the people have been like oh it's supposed to be a b movie but it's like is it really or is it just silliness but i yeah. think it's just silliness i think yeah, you're right think there so. man but what, what about uh, any other reviews that, that let's were- see i found a couple of the good ones man i like this one uh so the title they actually didn't even give it a title they just they just put a, a sad face so i was like that's hilarious <laughs> 
but he said, speaking of walking out, this guy said too, he said, I walked out after about 10 or 15 minutes. So this might actually be a great movie for all I know. He didn't see the ending. But if the first bit was anything to go by, this might actually be one of the worst movies ever made, ever. Brendan Fraser's constant look of surprise leads me to believe that he was duped into doing this movie. Poor guy. And recasting Evelyn, what a joke. Seriously, this one makes the Scorpion King look like an Oscar winner. Don't pay to see this movie. Buy some lottery tickets instead. Or send your money to Brendan Fraser directly. Maybe he's hurting for cash and that's why he did this movie. Or maybe he lost a bet. Or maybe something dear to him was being held hostage in exchange for him doing this movie. Gosh. <laughs> that guy went all out on that one, didn't he? A little bit extreme there. I'm like, come on, man. Like, it's Of course he was going to do this movie. They probably paid him the big bucks. And it's funny because... This one, like a lot of um, other monster movies, I mentioned this a lot on like my podcast, but they're big. I mean, movies like this, they're huge money makers, man. Like I know they had a fat budget. I think it's like $140 million for their budget. And um, despite like a week opening weekend, they ended up making like $400 million off this movie. True. But it I'm was like, the lowest grossing of the mummy films. So it was the lowest grossing one. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah the lowest grossing in their franchise, um, which... I think pretty much because there was a there was a there was signed on for a fourth like called like the mummy legend of the Aztecs or something because it might be set in Peru or something I can't remember mm. um and then it obviously that didn't happen right so uh which I mean it can't have been any worse than the new mummy which was just terrible so hopefully they'll they'll, they'll bring hopefully they, I'd love to see them come back but who knows we'll have to right. see right but man it's like even if I saw this movie in theaters, like this wouldn't be the movie that I'd walk out on. I've, I've seen plenty of other movies that I'd, I don't think I've ever walked out of one. I'm just, I don't know. That's my commitment, man. If I'm going to pay for something to go somewhere and be there, I was like, I'm here. So this, it'd take more work to leave now. <laughs> so I just sit through it. But I've been in some other way worse movies. I said, this one I wouldn't walk out of. No way. It's, it, it's at least enterta- slightly entertaining enough to keep you going. Like, like we talked about earlier, it has like a decent pace to it. So I don't know. But the guy says they walked out in the first 10 or 15 minutes. Well, I get that because it's 39 minutes into the film before they get to the mummy getting resurrected. Right. Now, that is, I haven't timed it, so don't quote me, anybody. Like, I'm, I'm taking don't, notes, man. I'm yeah. writing this down. I said, Sean yeah, like, said 39 yeah. minutes. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's exactly. I, I know that's right. But in terms of the other films, like the first two, I don't know how long into it it, it is. So like where you see the movie, oh, but it's gotcha. not. It's not thirty nine minutes. Like this movie is an hour and forty seven minutes. So essentially, over a third of the movie, you don't see, you don't see the mummy. Like, and he's not even a mummy. But that's by the by, he's an emperor. But never mind. Um, right. <laughs> but I did like the effects. It was quite cool. You know, the fact that he was cursed. So like the terracotta kept cracking off, and you got this like weird. Kind right. Of you kind of saw it was underneath. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, um, that, and especially with the horses too. Like whenever like. Obviously, it was a real horse running up, and they kind of CGI'd the, the oh, terracotta yeah. over when it breaks off, and it's like a real horse coming through. I was like, okay, that's kind of neat. That's yeah. kind of cool. And I tell you what else was cool: the fact that he could like control um, air, like air, wind, fire. So he had fire, and then right. he did that thing with the icicles. You know, when he brought them all out of the ground. Mm-hmm. I like that, and he he put it over that golden temple, which I don't really, I didn't get the whole golden temple, but never mind. Uh, when like Brenda Fraser like slides down it. Right. Um, and like, God, he can take a beat in Brendan Fraser. Like, he absolutely, and, and so does his son as well. Like, that, that kind of takes an absolute beating as well. They so, get tossed around, man. They get yeah. tossed around big time. And then you get, oh, that you get the, I can't remember what his name was, but like the Chinese uh, archaeologist who's helping Alex and the, the British guy at the beginning. And he gets like melted with like acid or something. But then, yeah, nobody else ever comes across anything. So, did he just happen to stand on the one spot where there was like, hey, he's just that one unlucky guy, man? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One thing I thought was crazy, like, especially because you brought up the the elements, because he goes and he like, I guess he learns it from those five other guys that are there with they bow with their funny hats and whatnot. But I'm like, if those guys taught him to control the elements, that means they could too. I was like, why didn't, why didn't they go become immortalized and be some kind of, powerful wrath or something yeah good point i don't know maybe they were well because i think the idea was that it was pretty evil like the beginning bit i really liked you know the way it set the scene like the originals did with ancient egypt and the immortal oh, mm-hmm. like, i love that beginning bit you know instead of uh our death bay you had michelle Yeoh's character doing the narration you know in keeping with the new setting i really liked i thought yeah this is gonna be pretty good mm-hmm. and then it just kind of becomes you know you, you have like rick trying to fly fish and you're like yeah we, no one's this is just odd. Like, why? Who who made this creative decision? 
they should have right. just it was some interesting transitions from place to place yeah you read about that yeah like they just turn up like they just turn up in china like we're in china you're like right like you're telling me like, you got to Ch- yeah you got to china from like england in the same amount of time that it took alex to get from the part of china to a you know uh you know his uncle's kind of casino like that was a bit strange but yeah but hey that that's that's just that's just Bill and Sean diving too much into the mummy logic. Exactly. There. Yeah. Yeah, just, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Somebody's got to, man. If yeah, we don't you, do it, who's going to do it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can't just sit here and be like, well, it was rubbish. But, uh, so yeah. Uh, did you get, uh, find any more reviews? Cause it's pretty entertaining. Yeah. There was one other one I was going to, let's see, where was it? Which one was that? I know it's here. Let's see. Yeah. Here we go. This one's kind of interesting too. He said, um, so the title of this review, he says, I fell asleep. This movie was absolutely terrible. He says, like many of you out there, I was a huge fan of the Mummy series, but this one left a bitter taste in my mouth. The CGI graphics were horrible. In one scene, the CGI graphics looked cartoony, kind of like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> he says, it's 2008. This movie could have been made in the 90s. On top of the graphics being god-awful, the dialogue was so horrible that I actually fell asleep. You probably remember the cute jokes and puns from the first two movies. Yeah, they tried to do that in this one, but it didn't work. Plus, there was no chemistry between the actors, which we kind of touched on, too. Yeah. He says the cinematography was not as good as the first two. And honestly, the list goes on with the horrible features of this movie. Perhaps if you haven't seen how good the first two mummies are, then you like this movie. But I still doubt it. I would at least wait till it come out on DVD. Yeah, I agree. And that it, if you, like, say we'd have reviewed the first two and then we went, right, Bill, we're going to review the third one. We probably would mm-hmm. be a lot harsher on it. The fact That's that, true. I, you know, I reviewed the mummy a while ago. I was supposed to review the Mummy Returns last week, but I wasn't well, so that's been delayed. But um, yeah, I think it's it does suffer in comparison. But if you just take it as a kind of goofy, quite well natured, it'd be a good family film. Well, would it? The heads rolling. There's uh, a few and yeah, her, her weird yeah. her weird dance around the, the fireplace. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. When he's like, sleep. <laughs> <laughs> that was like really like oh this this is just goofy. Like, uh, it just kind of I was like I see what you're going for, but. Still a little weird. But the whole bit, I can't believe we, the whole bit where it's like, sir, I can't, I'll try and do it. I can't even do a posh English, but I'll give it a go. Sir, you have a hook based in your neck. Would you like me to get, fetch the wire cutters? I'm like, fetch the, I'm like, yeah, I'm the like, wire cutters. That's what yeah. it was. <laughs> I'm like, what? Like, oh, like, like, I don't know about, like, you, it must happen to you. You, you're like, Americans, you must watch a film and they've got an American in it and he's like, everything. You think that? Oh God, that's such a stereotype. And that's exactly what that was. I was just like, oh no, like it's, it's everywhere, just... man. And actually, that was weird because, like, that line he, whenever he says it, it's like they drug it on for so long. Whenever Brendan Fraser already walked into another room and started looking at it like it's clothes and stuff, and I was like, how's that guy still talking to us? Like he's he's like thirty feet away in the other room. <laughs> do you know? Do you know what? Not yeah. Do you know what? Not to. I know we've only got like about ten minutes left, but you know, do you know what? Like annoyed me about this. This not logic again but you know the bit where he looks in the cupboard where he looks at his french foreign legion mm-hmm. outfit that he was wearing in the original when he's doing the fight the brilliant fight scene at hammond after mm-hmm. because he's 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 speaking french because he tells him to like ready the positions you know and he's talking french uh he doesn't talk english and yet in this film when he has his flashback he's like fall back fall back in american i'm like no well english american uh, like, no that's yeah. not what he said that really like it's pernickety, granted, but that really annoyed me because I was like, are you remembering another battle you were at? Or I don't like, you'd be speaking French anyway. Right. Or, it just annoyed me. Like, you know, when you just said that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. But part of me thought they probably couldn't get the rights to the original audio. So they probably just mm. remade some for this. That's true. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Still annoyed, still annoyed me though. <laughs> you can't it's just right. like, hey, there's always going to be those sense. things, man. I say, especially with a, like a franchise like this, especially as big as it was, dude, the mummy was huge. Yeah, I loved it. But we've, I tell you what, we've, it's not that massive. Like there's not much merchandise from it. That's like, true. Like I've got like a little, the little like mummy figure that I think sort of toys brought out or something like that from the woman returns with the little, you know, the little pygmy in as well. But mm-hmm. like there's no, there's been no like hot toys. Like a hot toy of, of Rick O'Connell, I think would not that I buy them because they're too expensive, but I think they would fly off the shelves if they brought them out. True. Um definitely, man. You're right about that. I didn't think about merchandise. You're right, because there's other stuff like um like what's a good example? Like Jurassic Park, for instance. Yeah, Jurassic Park everywhere. definitely the oodles of merchandise. Well that but, that's yeah, the you're right. Part of the joke in the first one, isn't it? About about 
you know, you you know, you you want to sell it, you want to sell it, you want to slap it on a plastic lunchbox and all that kind of. Oh, exactly that, right. That exactly. Oh, yeah. Not easier. Let alone, <laughs> let alone now. Um, but yeah, it. it uh, so yeah, the re- the reviews are, I remember from the time weren't particularly kind to it, and you know, it, no, and it, it's it's funny, man, because especially again, like with these movies, as as goofy as they are, I was like, you know what, it. it some of the hate that they get, like I just did Uncharted, I put out Uncharted today, it's just one of those movies where I was like, I don't, I don't get all the, just the straight up hate that it got. And it's just like, man, it's, it's okay if it's not your favorite movie, but people weren't like, hey, I didn't like it. Hey, this kind of bothered me. Hey, it was annoying. But I mean, it's just a straight up hate coming towards the movies, especially like with this one from all the reviews that I read. I was like, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, I think, I think you get a mix of people who want attention to say it's really bad. And then you get people who genuinely, because they love the, like uh, the series you know like the game series mm. i was never into it but i know some people who love it and they're kind of like yeah this is not One what this is yeah this is not what i wanted like even i can see and i think i only played god uncharted when i was god i don't know when i was a lot younger once or twice yeah. um even i was watching it going yeah this is not nathan drake this is not uh i can't remember the other fellow the other yeah, yeah that, that that's not yeah him. Like, who right. decided, like, this is where you can see it was a studio going, who can we get? Who are the biggest stars we can get? Get Tom Holland and get Marky Mark. It's like, no, it's not like... Marky Mark, yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, it doesn't work. Like, right. Even though they're about the right age, Tom Holland's not too far off what Nathan Drake was in, the, like, the original, I don't think. But mm-hmm. he looks he looks too young. He's not grizzled, you know. He was meant right. to look, like, kind of grizzled. Like, I, I'm struggling to think of an actor that... To, to play that but i think they should have gone for something you know, or somebody else somebody a bit who looked older like no offense to Tom right. Holland, but i don't know but yeah i think that's why it's and you know what it's like nowadays everything's so polarizing like you can't be in the middle you can't be right. like well i liked it but it wasn't too bad you gotta be one or the other man <laughs> you gotta be like i hate it or i love it you know right <laughs> and then pe- when people see how much it's hated they're like i loved it and you're like and the hate people are like i hate and you're like yeah you don't have to just be in the middle just be like yeah it's all right but I've not seen oh, it. Yeah. I'll probably watch it when it comes on a demand or something like that. It's, it's not something I particularly want to catch. Moonfall, I sure. want to see. But, but yeah, but we'll have to see. I mean, um, I think the other, the only other thing from the Mummy series that I, I particularly love, I, I love the, um, like the costume design, like like Rick's outfit. I mean, it's iconic, dude, with the, with the, either the blue or the white shirt with the shoulder holsters yeah. and his two revolvers. You can buy that. It costs really? a lot because it's out of leather, but you can buy that. Yeah. You can buy it. I, think I got my Halloween costume this year, man. Yeah, you can you can buy <laughs> it. Yeah, because um, uh, there's like a there's a cosplayer I watched on uh, on like YouTube, and he he bought it. You can buy it from a company. It's real leather. Cost you, I don't know what a couple hundred bucks. I think but, uh, or a couple hundred pounds. Big, but big money. Worth it though. It looked smart. But yeah, yeah, the costume design is iconic, and I think just to just as we come to a close, but just thinking about the you know, the way that it was goofy before, what this film doesn't do is it's quite imbalanced. So the first two were good at balancing the kind of the goofiness and the really silly lines with mm. um, the, the 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 good, uh, like the relationships and the good storyline and the good villains. Like this doesn't really, this doesn't have that. It's very unbalanced. So like, because the first two films have lines in them that like if you took them at face value, you'd be like, no, that's really like, you know, that's really odd. But but like it's like the yeah. second one where he's like, do you know, a couple of years ago, this would have seemed really strange to me. Whereas like the third one that has similar lines, that's like, I put down the same mummy twice. And it's twice, like, yeah. like, like <laughs> that scene felt like they went, we need something for the trailer. Can you just write a little scene? It was a bit like, yeah, you, exactly. don't, need to, you don't need to do that. But it's, um, yeah, I, I overall, I think it's a, it's a good, it's a good time. It's, it's, uh, it's silly, but it's entertaining. It, it do, certainly doesn't drag and, it's not, it's not that bad that it's like it destroys the franchise. Like it right. really doesn't. Like it's not. Yeah, there's no need to get hurt feelings over this one. Just no. just sit down, enjoy it, have a good time. Like yeah. we said, crack open a few beers, hang out with some friends, and that's what it's made for. Yeah, just enjoy it. And even if you enjoy ripping it apart and just laughing at it, then it's done its job. It's meant to be entertainment. It's not supposed to be logical. <laughs> it's just, right. It's just uh... <laughs> even though we tried to, we tried to make sense of it, man. We tried to. We. We haven't found our answers yet. Yeah, it's just feels like us who decide to kind of go, well, what if she's an age? And people will probably listen and think, no, you're idiots. But what say, who you are think? these guys talking about this? <laughs> <laughs> but again, if somebody's got to do it, man, Bill and Sean, we got to do it. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, no, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on. And um, 
Uh, hopefully, I've kept it kept it on in line because a lot of the time I waffle. But people who listen hey man, to me a lot of time, yeah, people who listen to me a lot know that. Um, but yeah, so do you want to give people just a quick overview of of your channel? I mean, to be fair, the title pretty much. You know, when it says the title, it says it all. Um, but, right. <laughs> but yeah, yeah for sure, man. Um, yeah, definitely a big huge shout out to you. I was I was amped whenever you reached out to me. I was like, because you caught me. I remember is we said just like what like a few weeks a few weeks back, I think, and. Um, yeah, a few weeks. Like, yeah, yeah, dude. It's like I was like, I'd love to come on, but I was like, right then, like during that week, I was like, I have no time. I was like, would you mind doing it like a few weeks later? He's like, yeah, for sure. I was like, dude, thank you, man. So shout out to you for having me on. I was, I was super amped and definitely looking forward to it for a while. And um, but yeah, I'm I'm Bill. I'm from Bill Reads Bad Reviews, and that's what we do. It's the place to discuss all the awful things that people say about our favorite movies. And so I'll I'll take it a movie, whether it's a brand new one or a classic throwback from the 70s or 80s or whenever dig through plenty of bad reviews and all the people that absolutely hated it give my own review and i always try and be fair i feel like i try and be fair most of the time of like trying to find at least something that i enjoyed about like even for this one, we found a few things that we still enjoyed about it and um it's just a good time we we listen to lots of hate it's definitely funny most of the time it's a lot of hard times when i look at like my favorite movies and people just trash on it the whole time like all right give me strength (laughs) sometimes it's a hard but um it's a ton of fun so if you like bad movie reviews please swing on by and uh, let's hang out yeah, absolutely. I think what what I, I personally love about your podcast is it's kind of the complete antithesis of mine. So mine's very much like a little bit kind of like, yeah, it was all right. And a bit, you know, I'm very like realistic about things, whereas you're always so positive, even when you're reading out absolute, like someone's just massacring a film. Like There's some hard things to read. This man. is rubbish. <laughs> like you're always so positive. And I think if you want yeah. a podcast that is going to I'm not saying mine doesn't lift you up. I hope it doesn't depress people, but yours is like you listen to it and it'll, it'll like lift your mood or at least, it, you know. Um, yeah, I appreciate that. Man. Like, no, it's it's really like you're really like naturally enthusiastic about what you know. It is funny to, to read out like the ridiculousness of what some people write. Like right. a couple of those reviews we've listened to, you're like, really? It's not that like I, 10 after getting up after 10 or 15 minutes, you've missed. Like, yeah, get through the dross at the beginning and then you'll actually have a good time with it later on. Right. But you know, you've you've that was that was just silly. That they probably just did that on purpose. I walked out after 10 minutes. All right, then, right. Well, <laughs> exactly. You, you wasted money, didn't you? Well done. Uh, I was <laughs> like, who really lost here? Right. Yeah, you might as well just stick it out, enjoy it. But uh, no, uh, thanks again uh, to Bill for coming on. Um where where can people find your podcast, Bill? Uh, they can find pod- my podcast pretty much anywhere you listen, Apple Podcasts, Good Pods, Spotify, you name it. If it's a if it plays podcasts, I'm there, man. And you can find me on Instagram at Bill Reads Bad Reviews or on Twitter at brbr underscore Bill. There you go. You can't say better than that. So at that, I will uh, thank everybody for listening. Uh, I would usually I say if you're still here, but this one's quite a short one for me, so should there be. There we right. go. <laughs> they <laughs> better be still here. <laughs> I hope so. But uh, yeah, thanks for coming on, Bill, and thank you guys for listening. I'll return with a review of something in the coming week i can't remember what i'm gonna be doing but we'll see but uh, yeah cheers bill and i shall catch you again sounds good man appreciate you yeah no problem cheers guys